Hi, welcome to Date Night. I'm Will. And I'm Amy. And we've been married for 13 years. 13 long years. Yeah, and after all those long years, we felt like we needed some adventure in our marriage. So every couple of weeks, we send our kids out of the house to the sitter's house. And we go upstairs to the playroom. Yep, and we clear off the table. And we explore a whole new world together. Just the two of us. And me, your best buddy and longest role-playing companion. Yep, and Mike. And me, your favoritest nephew. And our nephew. Your favoritest nephew. Our favoritest nephew, Sam. And, of course, a mysterious force from beyond the veil, also known as your half-niece-in-law, Eva. Yeah, and our whatever Eva is to us. (laughs) (laughs) And we play... Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> oh God! We haven't even pressed the record button yet. We're talking I about have. Else. Oh, you have? Yeah. Oh, have hello, recording people. Yes. It's told in it. Yeah, it started off with the very, very beginning of your Wonka song, and then I turned it off. Oh. Who could make the sunrise? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so eight minutes into the recording. Last time we've come full circle. We were in Brazzlewood. Oh, is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. And we, we dealt with bureaucracy. Wandered around the bureaucratic Brazzlewood. Nothing is as exciting as tax preparations. <laughs> you wandered around the town, found a few different places like Tinker Tailors and Soldiers and Spies, and you found Kip eventually at the Sheepish Maiden in the south of town, which he had been sent to as a cheaper place to stay. Um, and he basically had told you that he had snuck into the tax office and had found that the shipment of, uh, he knew where the shipment of robes had gone to. I don't know if he had told you yet where that was. I think he did. Okay. But not where it was. Okay. Um, and he was pretty much saying that, uh, you guys should try and, uh, track down exactly follow where that shipment went, take out the cult. And then he found out about your uh, ticket to the Abagula Games and told you that that would be a good place to get a lot of good information if you were able to win. Right? So his advice was to kill the cult and then maybe try and win those games. Yeah, we'll win. Well, we don't die. Sand, or, um, the gnome has the ticket, right? Or do one of us have it? I don't know if he gave it to you. No. Yeah. No, so we can't get into that until an episode with him anyways. Until he reappears from the portal. From the ether. Uh, that was rude. I was just talking to you guys. And the two, your two buddies just disappeared. You, you guys are really strange. Don't you remember last time when they did this? No. Yeah, that was a while ago. Uh, all I remember is, uh, we, we fought some, uh, you guys fought some bandits for me so I could sneak on by and, uh, then, uh, I was uh, trying to pretend to be a, a Kenku, and by the way, for days of trying to be walking on stilts, I don't recommend it. It was it was a miserable. I'm, I'm going to stick with being little folks when I'm in disguise. And then I'm sorry, I got your spear dirty, and I killed your little bug buddy. Uh, 
I, I felt really bad about killing your bug buddy. He looked like he was really cute and stuff. I think he was trying to attack the other guys, but he kept hitting me in the in the butt with acid, and it wasn't enjoyable. And I got a little mad, and if I'd have had some time to cool down, I might have handled it a little better. I feel so bad right now. <laughs> and then uh, I bet you guys here, and as soon as you got here, your, your buddies just, off they went. Huh, that's weird. He talks a lot. Well, to be fair, I I think it might be a gnome thing, because the other one talks a lot, too. He's a halfling. Well, you know, short people. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're all the same. I, you should know this. You're I'm a, a dwarf. dwarf right now. That's right. He's dressed up as a very oh, I... skinny dwarf at the moment. Look, we need to get you guys looking a little less conspicuous on the road. I mean... You guys just come into town and start asking, hey, do you know any cults? And, and uh, That wasn't me. You know, it's not really the most, the, the best way to try and dig up people who like to try and stay hidden on the well, down low. We've, we've felt rather lost lately. We're kind of grasping at straws to keep things moving forward. <laughs> um, well, I think we, I might be able to help you a little bit with that. I found out that the shipment was going to Sylvair's Blessing. Um, I've actually made some arrangements with Gary. Have you met Gary? <laughs> <laughs> We're having a moment like it's Aru Thinaletalin and Hack and Slash over here right now. We've got all kinds of names. And then Gary. <laughs> Gary. Have you met Gary, the town's booking agent? At last, have we met Gary? I don't remember. I, I don't I don't know remember. It's been a whirlwind of a few He was days. at uh, Soldiers. He was the one who was booking mercenaries for people. Oh, I him. Did we go to soldiers? I'm pretty sure we did. Okay. Yeah, we remember him. Oh, okay. Gary. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I know Gary. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've arranged with him to give to give me a job of actually transporting a mulberry wine shipment out of town. Uh-oh. Um, there's a old man Mulberry lives up. He's not technically a member of the town. He lives up up north. Wait, <laughs> is it actually Mulberry Wine, or is it that just the name brand? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand the question. What a coincidence! I don't understand. Old man Mulberry, he he makes wine. He lives to in the, to the north of town. Okay. <laughs> I I secured the fact that he would book me. To escort the shipment uh, that eventually has to get to Silver's Blessing. I figured it would be good cover uh, to actually get into town and then pretend to maybe be somebody else. And luckily, Old Man Mulberry provides his own wagon and uh, orcs to pull it. I think it's because he's uh, notoriously cheap, if you ask anybody around town. And he knows that he can get a crew for much less if he provides the locomotion. So, uh, I think... Uh, we're supposed to make a stop in Moonglade first. There's uh, I I stopped there looking uh, for is, the for the cult earlier. Is that Moonglade or Moodenglade? No, Moonglade. Okay, that's just your okay. Steve Glade. No, uh, they have a temple there for the moon, not not for Steve. Oh, okay. Um, it's a <laughs> it's a sleepy little village. Uh, it's just west of here. Um, you know. It's kind of nice if you're into trees and, and that sort of thing. Anyway, they need a little part of the wine shipment. Uh, just a couple of casks is going to them. They're having a festival, uh, so it's kind of a timely job. I guess we could skip it. Um, 
but it might blow our cover if if Moonglade sends word back that they never got their wine. So it will only be maybe a day or two to go there, but I guess that's your call, you know, if you want to try to stop there on the way. But either way, the the shipment's not going to be ready until uh, morning. I think maybe uh, this town would be a good place to try and pick up some uh, disguises. So if you do pick them up, don't put them on in town so that people, you know, know that you made the change. But pick them up and, you know, you can switch to uh, those alter egos on the road. You may want to get some disguises for your buddies, too, in case they show back up. Um, and then, you know, uh, we'll head off uh, to Silver's Blessing. I haven't been there yet. Um, I know it's just to the north of the Moonglade, um, and I know that that's where the cloth shipment was set. So hopefully we'll be able to find something there. I'll meet you guys up. Uh, well, do you, you guys uh, cool with that idea? Oh, aye. It's the best lead we've had yet. Kira shrugs. Well, you guys are real talkative. Uh, I'll meet you up at the uh, Mulberry Orchard uh, up at uh, dawn. I've kind of got somebody on the clock back in there, and he points back at the sheepish maiden. He says, and he shrugs, and he says, need to keep up appearances at all. And he cracks his knuckles and heads back to the sheepish maiden. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the awkward stares commence. <clears throat> well, um, let's go see if we can find some disguises, I guess. Should we check out the spy place? Sure. I mean, there's also lots of other clothing places around here. Yeah, so basically after you have walked around this town a little bit at this point, you have a good idea of the type of town that it is. It's definitely one that's based on, um, you know, crafting linens and things of that nature. Um, there is a mulberry orchard to the very north of town. South of there, near Flanders Pond, is actually a silk farm where they're, they have silkworms and they're just basically making bolts of silk cloth out of. There was a market that was sort of just covered with a canopy on either side of the road. That seemed to be sort of a traveler's market that you saw um, when you came into town. They sell basically things like baubles and souvenirs and tchotchkes and things like that for travelers. But there's also a number of different buildings that were shops that are branched off of the main road that sort of make up the actual town itself. There was a fuller's camp in the south of town where they were cleaning the cloth, and there were a number of villagers' tents over to the west side of town. On your way down to the Sheepish Maiden, you saw that there was a really large canopied building um, that you passed, which is, again, basically just made out of a, a heavy kind of a canvas. And down near the Sheepish Maiden, which uh, you were told was... Again, a cheap inn and brothel. There was also a, a meat pies and sweetbreads shop and a place called uh, Dragon's Breath, it says on the sign. Okay. So you've got a number of different options sort of around town. You don't know exactly what all the shops are yet, 
But if you're looking for disguises, at least, this is a town that manufactures cloth and makes clothing, so it wouldn't be a bad place to put together a disguise. I want to nip into Dragon's Breath just to see what it is. Okay. As you get close to Dragon's Breath, you see this is one of the few buildings in town that isn't just made out of fabric. It's actually a pretty rickety old uh, wood building. And out of sort of some of the gaps in the wood, you see a lot of smoke coming out as you approach. I'm curious. Okay. When you open up the door... There's just a few people kind of laying around on large cushions and pillows and smoking hookahs. Okay. Okay. Do you want to say anything to anybody? They're really just I'm pretty sure in their own space right now. Yeah. yeah. They don't um, really say anything when you walk in. Well, now okay. we know what this place is. Let's go. I was just curious. Okay. Let's go check out the spy place, see if they have disguises. Okay, you did go to the spy place last time. You'd stop there quickly, and they were that was a place that sold spy glasses. Oh, that's sure. right. So you could go there, but that's basically what he had for sale there. Now let's go somewhere else. Okay. More clothy. We can just, if you don't want to just walk along this road, I'll just kind of tell you sure. what's there. Um, you've got... Uh, Founders Forage is at the southernmost point of the road, and it will start heading north there. There's something called Jut's Nuts uh, along there. That's a very small kind of just stand, and it's obvious he's selling nuts. The uh, Boy, that's a lot of nuts. <laughs> the other buildings uh, that you come as you get a little further north and west along the road are right across from each other. There's a place that smells very strongly. It's it's a tallow maker's shop. Um, and across from there, it's something labeled a... Uh, it says Mulberry's Haberdashery. Haberdashery. Um, they make hats, right? Yeah. yeah. This is uh, actually sewing notions and things like that as well. But yes, also uh, hats, you can see. There's a... Uh, you knew that funny mental image of us wearing top hats, monocles, and <laughs> those are your disguises. Twirly mustaches, but like nothing else, like the same armor and yes. everything. We just put on a hat. And... This is spies, and then there was soldiers, which is where Gary smiles at you as you walk by. Um, tailors, um, tinkers. And this was the laundromat across from uh, Taylor's. Taylor sounds like a place to start. Yeah, 14. That was Tinker's. I might have said that already. This was the tax office where you were, the guy's still looking for some sort of let's, let's never go papers, there again. For, <laughs> papers for you. <clears throat> uh, this was the little gnome named Dinkle who you first talked to when you came into town, who ran a dye shop and referred you to the other dye shop across from town. So that's the general stuff that's up that road. Right across from kind of Dinkles is Ponsel's Drapers, it says. We um, could <laughs> wear some curtains. And all the way to the east of town was the tavern, and I don't know if you want to continue sort of looking along the main road. Let's go check out Taylor's first okay. before we go any further. Yeah. 
So you walk into Taylor's. It's a very small shop on one side of the shop. There's a counter that takes up the whole length of the room, and somebody's standing uh, behind the counter. Um, it's just uh, a single individual in there who's a tabaxi woman. <clears throat> she has a sign over top, uh, back behind the counter, that says, You make it special, we make it fit. And it looks like there are some fabrics and things around, but for the most part, it looks like there are a lot of, like, uh, mannequins and forms and things of that nature around the shop. So they don't sell you clothes, they just alter the clothes. That's kind of the impression you get, yeah. We are on a costume building quest <laughs> and poor Sam isn't here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is... Not exactly my forte here. Um, Mine neither. Oh, do you need any help? We we need some some clothes. Yeah, I can tell you sure do. Man, you've uh, been wearing those for a while, it looks like. They're still shiny. Well, the armor is very nice, but the clothes look a little rough around the edges, I'd say. I don't think I can do too much with those. I think you're going to need some new stuff. I, do you know where we could possibly go to get some new stuff? Well, I mean, you could bring me some fabrics and I could put something together for you. Mm. Uh, there are plenty of places around town to get those. Uh, there's a, a, a place all the way near Flanders Pond. It's called Smoothies. Uh, they got some very nice uh, silk around. If you want to get some uh, other types of fabrics, you could always visit uh, Ponzi's Skeens uh, up across the road. Uh, he's got a lot of different things. Uh, also, Ponzel's and Drellin's Drapers, they both have a lot of uh, really good choices in fabrics. Those are the biggest, if you want a good variety. Let's try that Ponzi place. That sounds trustworthy. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, <laughs> so she directs you across the road. Straight Who's Ponzi? What, um, what are you talking about? I don't know, but it sounds like Number a nice 12, guy. it's one of the smallest places. This in means town. nothing to our poor listeners. Yeah, it's one of the... That's what I'm trying to describe a little bit. Yeah. Let me hold the map up to the microphone. Yeah, do that. Wow, that's beautiful. We'll, we'll post one of these maps on our Uber photo page. Okay? And link it on our Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. Okay. But you can, also, you can always look at our Imgur page for character art and some... Ugly maps, if you'd like. Okay, let's okay. go to Ponzi's Skeens. On to Ponzi's! Okay, so Ponzi's Skeens is a very small shop. It has very little in it. And there's a little vendor sitting there who's got a... He's he's a human. He's got a really big mustache. And uh, he says, Hey, it's a me, Ponzi. It's a good to meet you. Welcome to a Brazzlewood. You look like you are various astute investors. <laughs> Let me tell you a little bit about my Skeena shop. Look, I do not have that much inventory right now. I can hardly keep it in. But when I get it in, it goes right out the door very fast. And I get a very good return. But I need a little bit more money up front. If I could just get a little bit of money up front... I can buy a more, and I can pay you back a very nice return. Let's go to the other place. 
I'm already out the door. <laughs> yeah, I'm following. Wait, uh, where are you going? <laughs> to, uh, to um, they looked like good. Ponzels and like a good demo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the curtain place. Okay, Ponzels uh, Drapers outside has the sign that says Ponzels Drapers. It says lightning bolts, bolts in under a fortnight, or they are half off. And Do the we other have to one leave by tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. The other one says Drellin's Drapers. It says Fantasy Fabrics. You dream it. We can make it. Let's try that one. Sure. Okay. 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 You walk in and you see a goblin wearing a really, really beautiful robe with like different um, designs patched into it. It almost looks like a tapestry of. Uh, sorts that she's wearing and she says uh, welcome to Drellins oh hello there hello you're new I we've uh, we needing some clothes I can see that yeah what does everyone she sounds like insult, <laughs> insult our clothing like as soon as we walk in considering we've been wearing these since we were captured I, by orcs but there is something your to be clothes look like uh, they've been on a boat with orcs well that's just Specific. That's been washed off. Has it? <laughs> the very first night in the whatever the place is called, Slaver's Bay, I cleaned up. Ship and pits. <laughs> That's right. Ship you did. and pits. However, Smelly Dwarf here, well, he got washed by the the water elemental in the, in the battle. And we've waited I guess that depends which entry. dimension we're in. Which one of those bandit battles is uh, Cat? <laughs> well, we've we've had to go through the river a couple of times now. Okay, so we should have gotten a nice rinse off. I, I would hope because we burned because we burned point. the bridge down. I guess we also haven't mentioned that anybody's taken a pee anywhere, so <laughs> we can assume that that's also happened. Well, uh, you dream it. We can make it. Can how fast can? Do you make clothes or do you just supply the fabric? Uh, we can we can do both. Can you have it ready by tomorrow morning, before dawn? Um, or do you have anything already ready? We we do have a, a wide variety of pre-made uh, clothes that are in sort of average sizes. I'm unsure. I, I imagine some of our uh, wider goblin fabrics would fit your dwarf friend. Um, but, uh, sure, yeah, there's a number of different things that you could look at here. Just have a look around. I look around for basic clothes. I look around for wide goblin clothes, because apparently, <laughs> apparently the dwarfs are fatty. <laughs> so, uh, what kind of things are you trying to look for? I guess... I'm going to start by looking for basic plain clothes. I'm going to find some, some basic plain clothing to replace apparently the filthy clothing I'm wearing all the time. <laughs> the filthy, tattered, ragged clothing. Right, and then I want like a really big cloak that'll go over like all of my armor and everything because okay. I think figure that'd be the easiest disguise, look like a hunchback. So a lot of what people have been wearing, I guess, in this region that would be considered regular clothes because that's going to vary from place to place. You guys have been in the Tagata region for basically this whole campaign so far which is sort of a feudal Japan-type place, which is kind of what we've talked about. So, you know, kind of a big uh, cloak would not be, you know, you could you could find it. 
Um, regular clothes for you, Kira, would maybe be something more along the lines of like a kimono, is what you've seen people wear. I want to put a dwarf in a kimono. <laughs> I mean, you could definitely, that's what most of the clothes here are. Do you have any pants or shirts or anything, no offense, but more they have, usable? They have tunics, um, and they have some some leather kind of pants. Whether or not they're going to fit you as an elf, I guess we we could roll a random check and see. I'm a half-elf, thank you very much. <laughs> Goblins are still much shorter than you. Thank you so long there as they're long other, enough to tuck into my boots, other, I don't care. Other creatures pants for too. them or capris for you. <laughs> That's fine, so long as I fit into I'm my I'm sure boots. you could find, you know, just sort of let me know exactly what you're looking for, and we'll see what they have. Pants and shirt. Okay, that's very vague. They have pants and shirts, that yes. That fit me. Yes. Okay. 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 What were you wearing before? Pants and shirt, right? That's what that I assumed. Them. Okay. <laughs> I'm just not sure how it's a disguise. I'm just... Changing the clothes, okay. so I looked less tattered and worn. Okay. And Fair then... Enough. I want a kimono. Okay. <laughs> and then, because I'll put the chainmail underneath <coughs> the kimono. Okay. I, I don't have any plate or anything yet. I'm still wearing chainmail. Yeah. And then I, I want, like, a big... I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about this. And then I want, like, a really big cloak with a hood and everything, just so I can... Be a pass. short Nazgul. I mean, I could pretty much pass for... A really fat hobbit or halfling right. or dwarf or just like a hunchback kind of deal. Okay. Yeah, you'll be kind of uh, nondescript nice. with all that stuff on. Where okay. before I had very shiny armor. Yeah. And you still have... You guys do have some things that are fairly distinguishing about you, but you've picked them up at different times throughout your time here. But I mean, yeah, maybe your beard, but also in terms of like your deer... Oh, I could put the shield underneath the cloak, and that'll really sell the hunchback thing. Because, yeah, like, your shield with the big scales on it is pretty unique. Your cloak that you made out of the uh, blink raptor skins is fairly unique. So, sort of, that would be things that your characters would probably, you know, notice. So I don't know what you want to do about that stuff. I'm starting by looking for plain clothes. They have plain clothes that fit you. And then being a half-elf ranger that stays in the woods, I'm looking through it and then I see something shiny and pretty and I'm like, oh, this looks nice. And then I kind of like, sheepishly, I like it and that hold it up and it's a pretty kimono. Okay. So you pick out a kimono too? I guess, because that's what they have here. All right. Well, what colors do you guys end up with? Powder blue. I guess... We'll say you can sort of just pick. They're basically mostly white, but they also have dyes and things, so you could sort of make them however you'd like. I want a powder blue kimono. Okay. So okay, you you like these kimonos, and Aye. you'd like them in. Uh, you I overheard you'd like uh, powder blue. Aye. Okay, and you would like any color. Eyes. You've you found something that we've already dyed. I see, and what. That's very nice. What is she rolling for? I'm trying to pick a random color. Rolling for powder blue? (laughs) It's still yellow. I don't know if I'd look good in yellow. Okay. Okay. Uh, Dark bluish purple. Okay. Um, 
Okay, you've got about uh, 13 gold worth of items here. Is, is that all you need today? Do you have a big cloak? Uh-huh. Yeah, we've, we've got a, a few cloaks there. Do you have a cloak that would look nice with this? Yes, uh, certainly. Um, we've got a very pretty purple <clears throat> cloak. I'll just take You have a very pretty purple cloak, actually. Aye, but I'm going to be hiding that one. Oh, okay. You're not supposed to say that. It helps me armor from eating. I like my purple cloak. Just like a big nondescript, maybe like a human-sized even. A big sure. nondescript. Like a Do you robe? have a nondescript cloak? Like a hooded, a hooded aye, cloak? Aye, hooded. Yeah, sure. And she's got a few of those that fit your description. Okay. This is why we don't usually shop. Right. <laughs> All right. There's no medieval wall. You won't be able to wear uh, both cloaks at the same time, though. So you have to have you have to take that off, I guess. Okay. <clears throat> and you're looking for a cloak too. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can grab a cloak and just describe what you want it to look like. I've lived in the woods. I don't know what shiny things are supposed to look like. Shiny. Think of Kaylee. So you've got a nice silk. I you like found pretty some things. very nice silk uh, garments. Do you okay. have any hoop skirts? It's got I'm a big, not wearing hoop skirts. It's got a big tree on the back of it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> good. Now you're happy. I don't know. That's good. So you've got a, a purple cloak with a silver tree on the back of it. It looks like you bought it in a store. And you've got a kimono. And you've got a powder blue kimono. At least and it's not sort pink and ruffly. A, uh, a uh, blue gray cloak. Sure. Does that work for you? Sure, why not? Okay. Now that we've picked out our colors, I say it's probably up to about 17 gold total now. Okay. You guys have that? Yeah. 99 gold. Okay. So Mike paid for it? Yeah. Oh. Did you want to get anything for your companions? Do you have any, like, burlap sacks with a couple of holes cut in it? <laughs> um, we've, we've got a gnome. Oh, okay, okay. Um, hmm. We have a used section. Is, would that be? Yeah, that works. Okay. <laughs> so we find something it, that's like somewhat this. close to his size and is kind of... Roll, whoever's going to pick it out, who's, who's shopping for the gnome? I tend to roll. Is bad. there a predominant stat for shopping? Yeah, it's gonna be an intelligence check to see if you get something about the right size. What's your intelligence? Fourteen. You should probably do it then. Why? Okay, because mine's eleven. Perfect. You roll. At least. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right then. Four. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I'll I'll make a note of that for when we get back to uh, the party <laughs> to see what that is described as and. Uh, so you have, I'll, I'll describe it in good detail when you hand it over to uh, uh, the Grease Wizard. And now we're looking for something that's nicer and expensive, but it doesn't have to necessarily look nice, look but nice. more expensive. And she's really big. It's like a pure one. Yeah. Except they don't sell clothes. Well, we have a, a number of things designed for orcs. I've never actually been in a pure one. It's like home decor. Oh, okay. Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> So you can look through the orc section. What type of thing do you want to buy for uh, Aaron? Nice linen. Like what, though? 
Kimono also? I guess. Kimono and pants. Okay. They have that, so okay. roll an intelligence check to see how well you can fit that and pick it out, kind of to match the stuff around the 15? area. Okay. Oh, wait. Uh, is that Arcana History Investigation or Nature? It's just intelligence. Okay, then yeah, 15. Because there's no, like, tailoring skills. It's a really, really old kimono. Then yeah. <laughs> then history. Yeah. Okay. I've got a good idea of what those things might look like for, <clears throat> for uh, them. All right, so you've got your gear picked out from here. Uh, that's going to be another... That was a lot cheaper than some of the stuff you picked out, so that's going to be like another 10 gold. You can pick this one up. Okay. Sounds good. Okay, so, so I have, like, brown pants and shirt and then shiny clothes. Yeah. When you guys swap to these, um, we're going to have to see if that affects any of your stats. But for now... Um, you can just keep working with what you had, okay? okay? All right, so is there anything else you'd like to do around town before finding a place to turn in, or? Nothing they can think um, of. We don't need hats. I'm curious to go into the Tinker place. Okay. I guess so am I. Okay, this tinker shop has a lot of little metal parts, like springs and gears and tools and things of that nature, uh, whetstones, um, even a few things that you'd notice would be sort of uh, for smithing and things like that, too. Mr. Proficient in Smith Tools, I'm looking at you. Right, I don't really have a need for it right now. I've still got my, my smithing hammer. And there's actually nobody in the shop at the moment. Hmm. It's just open. It's a good thing we didn't bring... Uh, uh, yeah. Looking around, just picking up random things, looking at them. Okay. Um, is there anything in particular you're trying to find, or just seeing more things that are around? Just being curious. Okay. As you start looking around, you do see that there is like a little... Uh, something that looks like it may have been tinkered here. It looks like an odd little toy. And it sort of has like a wind-up type um, function on it. I'm going to wind it up and then slowly step back and see what happens. Okay. Do I need a roll? No. Okay. You wind it up and it's sort of like a little duck. And it doesn't like walk or anything, but it starts preening itself, basically. And it looks very lifelike. And I jump back and I look and I'm like, do you see that? It looks so real. It's adorable. <laughs> I just kind of look at it. And and it sort of moves around. It preens itself a little. Its feathers even look like they're kind of ruffling. And they settle back down and it slowly moves its head back to the front. Like it's just sitting back on a pond again. Oh, is there a price tag on it? No, it's mine. I touched it first. Oh. Shopkeeper, okay. hello? And, um... Actually, from behind the counter, you hear a, hi, and then the shopkeeper just appears. He had been hiding there invisibly. I see you liked my duck, and you look, and it's a, it's a tiefling man standing there. Does that is one of my finest uh, doodads. 
Does it do anything? It looks really real. That's really what it does. It, you wind it and it, it sort of acts like a duck. Does it quack like a duck? If you wind it uh, another time, it will do something else like a duck. I like it. Well, it is. Uh, everything here is technically for sale, but I do need to tell you that that is something I do prize the work I, I did on that piece. I'm curious. Does he look anything like Freeman? Uh, just in being a tiefling, he's okay. he's not a very... They don't all look alike. Lots. He's not a very no. burly tiefling, and neither was Freeman, um, but he's much younger. He's maybe 50. I'm kind of extra curious now about some of his other trinkets. Sure. Um, he does have a number of different things that look like... Uh, they are also uh, of that same variety, but none that are quite the same quality. He has a little line that are animals, and then he also has a few that are like um, boats with like oars sticking out of them. Oh, perfect for you. Why perfect for me? I'm making a joke. I don't like it. <laughs> any, any other cute little animals? Yeah, there's a lot of all different kinds of animals. That seems to be what there are the most of. There's a little rabbit. There's a bear. There's actually a fish. There's an eagle. An How animal. much for the bun bun? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the bun bun. Yes. Uh, well, why don't you give it a try and see what it does? I, I wind up the bun bun. Okay. And the bun bun just does one of those hoppy things where it hops across the table like a little tin toy. <laughs> How much is the duck? Well, the duck is, um, it's hard to put even a gold price on it. I've really been, unless I can get something that is equivalent to me of the duck, I don't think that there's any gold that I really want to take for it. It's one of those things that once I sell it, I can never get it back. You know, there's only one of them there, and I don't think I could build it again, because there are certain parts that it required to build this duck. I've got this perfume and this spell available. scroll. Do you want them? No, I'm afraid, I'm afraid not. <laughs> if I were to put a price on it, I would say something in the range of 1,500 gold. How about the bun bun? That would be about 150. Oh. That's an expensive bun bun. <laughs> it took me a number of weeks to make it. I gingerly put the bun bun back. <laughs> there are many people who come in and, and want these toys, and especially children, and they get pulled out and they don't get to take them home, but anytime you'd like to come see it, you can you can come and, and look at it. And... Okay. okay. I dejectedly walk away from the bun bun. <laughs> One day, come back and see me. It's shiny. It is shiny. It's kind of brass. It's quite shiny. I gently, with one finger, pet the top of the duck and walk away dejectedly. Okay, when you touch its head, the head bobs down like it's picking up a fish out of the water. (laughs) That was Mike, not me. That's so cute. Are you crying? No. (laughs) Don't look at me. 
<laughs> okay. Okay. Well, we should probably just go find it. All right. So what's next? An inn. Yeah. All right. There was the inn when you came into town. Uh, which was the. The tavern or the. Yeah, the Brazzlewood Inn. And then there was also the Sheepish Maiden uh, Tavern, and, and that was in the south of town. I think Brazzlewood would be better. Okay. It would be more expensive, but the other place probably has bugs. So you, crabs. The Brazzlewood Inn, <laughs> you had been in there before. Um, this was one of the few wood structures in town. Can't take a blacklight spell to the beds. <laughs> <laughs> And there's a human man who's uh, inside sweeping up, actually, but he's very put, well put together. Um, got on some very nice clothes and looks very neat and clean. Hello, and welcome to the Brazzlewood. Hello there. Uh, how much for a room for the night? Well, uh, for just a regular accommodations. What are your options? Well, we have a very nice suite uh, in the top level. Um, that is for traveling dignitaries and so forth who have come to purchase the fine linens and silks of our town. But we also have um, things that are for regular travelers who are just looking for a, a place to stay on their way through our beautiful little village. I, I guess I'll just take one of the regular rooms. Okay, uh... This uh, includes a, a breakfast. It is pastries, um, and they run uh, a gold and a half. It's uh, one gold and 50 silver. Well, I'll give you two. Keep the change. Thank you very much. I will give it to the, the man who will get your bags. Do you need anybody to get your bags? No, I don't really have any. The, the, just the oh. backpack. Oh, okay. Oh, all right, then. I'll have one of your smaller rooms. Okay. And dinner, please. Yes, uh, dinner, you may uh, have a seat at, at any time in the tavern, and somebody uh, will serve you down here on the bottom floor. Your room, sir, is on the second floor. Uh, find the room that says uh, number 14 on it. Aye. And uh, uh, you can get a key from the, from the man behind the counter there. Okay. Okay, and you would like a room as well? Yes, the please. same same type? All right. Um, you'll have to ask uh, which room is, is open. I know I just finished uh, 14 but I don't know what else is still open. So go over to the counter, and there's uh, a goblin back there. Says, uh, you needed number 14. Aye. Okay, here's your key. And you, miss, you needed to secure a room also? Yes, please. All right, uh, number 18 is available. It's a... He snores louder than the wolves at night. Well, 18's pretty far from 14, so okay. you might be all right. Uh, so uh, that's a uh, one gold and then 50 silver. What about dinner? Uh, yes. Uh, give me another 50 silver and you can have whatever you'd like out of what they're serving this evening. Huh. And I'm going to go wash my clothes, too, <laughs> since apparently I'm filthy. Okay. Thanks for listening to Date Night. We wouldn't be here at 27 episodes without your support. In this episode, we reference Imgur, Imgur? For our maps, 
and, well, that was a long time ago, and we've since condensed everything down into one website, d8nightpodcast.com. There, you can find our episodes, artwork, and ways to support the show. You can also find our store tab there, where you can find links to Will's custom homebrew books available at DM's Guild. All the books currently available are linked there, and new ones will be added as Will creates more content for the game. We're starting to incorporate some of this information with what we're recording now, so check out the books he has available to learn more about some of the lore in the world of Wolyanaya. For now, let's jump back into the storyline and see what Kira, Kalman, and Dern encounter next in Brazzlewood. So we want to go ahead and say it's morning. Good morning. It's morning. <laughs> so in the morning you said you were going to meet Kip outside of uh, Old Man Mulberry's? It's before dawn. Can we not talk so loud, lass? You live underground. I. it's very quiet. Yeah, I know. <sighs> Good morning, by the way. It was nice to watch you sleep inside. You were watching me sleep? Yeah, I didn't have anything else to do. Get your own room. I just appeared in yours. Why did I need to get my own? You had a nice comfy chair. I'm glad he likes you better. Let's just go. Hi, well... Why do I always attract the weird-voiced people? <laughs> First, it was the little mushroom. Then you remember what they're called? Um, um, nom, nom, Nope. It's the fairies taking my spear, and now Calman Coggles watches me. I don't dash know. six. I'm Calman Coggles dash six. I, I, I. We've met. Are there five others before you? I don't want to. I don't know. know. <laughs> Let's just go. I'll go downstairs and get some food. I am looking forward to that pastry. Do you have any hot food? Warm up the pastry. It's, it's all pastries in the morning. It's just set out for anybody who's come from upstairs. There are a number of fine pastries. I would like one of each. Okay. <laughs> There's plenty to fill up on. Ah. I'll grab a sweet pastry and I'll head out and pull out some jerky. Okay. Jerky Calman, pastry. Calman just grabs one of them on his way out. Does he eat? He can eat. But he's a gear thing. Mm, not completely. I'm really creeped out now. <laughs> They're free, right? I. I wouldn't want to steal anything. Well, he did kind of steal sleeping. Well, it was in my room. I paid for the room. I'm paying for the breakfast, technically. I've heard enough stories where they don't like extra people staying that they weren't... Well, it's not like they asked me how many people... Let's just get out of here before anybody comes out. Okay. Where are we going? Uh... Do we need to get a disguise for the gear man? I mean, Calman. He wasn't with us when we were going all around, so I think we'll be okay as long as... It's quiet, pre-dawn, let's... I need a disguise? Shh. I got a hat. And he puts on, like, one of those pointy hats with the big feather in it. I mean, that's good enough for me. All right. I'm incognito! Shh! <laughs> All right. 
And we head out towards Kip up by Mulberry. Kip is far. Kip is out there sitting on the wagon holding the reins already at this point of a cart that's loaded down with casks of wine and it's got two oryx in the front of it. Is he in disguise or no? He's in his dwarf disguise still. Aye, good morning. Good morning. Are we ready to set out? You've got what uh, you need for the journey? I suppose. Okay, are we headed toward um, Moonglade or Silver's Blessing? Have you decided? Moonglade. We need to go where we're supposed to be going. All right, that that's I think is probably best. I'll take off my cloak and throw the kimono on over what I've got on. Okay. Hopefully it looks okay. I'll take off my purple cloak and put on my nice cloak. And my armor goes back down to 18. I've got a hat. <laughs> and then I put on my shiny cloak over it and I tuck my bag somewhere. And I hop up next to Kip. Okay. Because I'm yeah, just like how, a fine lady. So there's basically two seats on here. So Calman and uh, Dern will be walking, I suppose, unless we're going to sit back on top of the casks, which is possible too. I'll hop on one of the casks. Okay. Calman's going to walk. Okay. So we head out. Uh, Moonglade is to the west of here, so we can take the main road along to Moonglade. And it's a few hours away. Um, a couple hours into the trip, somebody is standing uh, in the middle of the road. At this point, it looks like um, it's a male orc. Looks pretty big. Perception. Okay. There's a male orc standing in the middle of the road. Uh, yeah. He's looks like he's staying in our way. He's basically standing there with his legs spread apart a little bit, arms akimbo, just in the middle of the road, like he's. I want to check the tree line behind us. Okay. Make a perception check. Fourteen. You do see that there are two people behind you uh, off the side of the road, like behind some shrubs. Hey, do you see anything? Aye, I see two people over there behind the shrubs. Okay, and Kalman says there's another one in in some shrubs. Oh, wait, that's Kip. That's Kip's voice. Oh, God, Kip (laughs) and Kalman at the same time. You did. Kip says there's... uh... Out of nowhere appears Victor. (laughs) (laughs) Just a floating door over the... (laughs) This looks like an ambush to me. There's uh, another person that Kip points out in front of you uh, in some shrubs. And the the orc in the road basically comes out, takes two steps toward you, and just says... In case you didn't right. hear that, I said I didn't want my shiny clothes to get dirty. Okay, that's far enough. I'm really annoyed now. What do you want? I'm not driving. I'm just in the back. <laughs> Kip goes, uh, this doesn't look good to me. Aye, they look like bandits. I just got these new shiny clothes. What do you want? What do I want? You took my job. Talk to him about that. Me? Uh... Look, uh, we, we we put in a bid to, to take this job, just like, uh, no, you didn't. We get all of the jobs. 
coming out of Brazzlewood for Old Man Mulberry, and we have for years. And you took our job. I don't know what you told Gary, but we want our money from this job, and we're going to bust up a couple of these casks so that they know not to book anybody else, that we're the ones who can get them there. That sounds like something you should take up with Old Man Mulberry, not us. Oh, we'll take it up with him when we go back with some leverage and say, look what happens when you don't book with us. So here are your options. You can give us the money you got for this job, and you can go finish it, and we're going to take one of those casks too, or we're going to come over there and we're going to bust up most of those casks. I'm really annoyed right now. We lied, it's your call. Um, I sort of spent the money for the job on some more disguises. I don't know if I've told you this before, but I have kind of a disguise problem. Uh, one of those casks is actually a barrel full of disguises. Well, maybe we should give him that one to bust No, I don't think that's a good idea. (laughs) What do you have hidden in there? Um, I've got, uh... I'm talking very low and quietly. My my goblin uh, outfit, and, uh, I've got a, um, a gnome uh, outfit, and, um... Do I really have to go through all of these outfits? I have have a lot of outfits. (laughs) I was expecting you had something else hidden in the cask. Well, I mean, each outfit has its own panache and special accents and accessories and details. Well, you talk to the Orc, lad. This is your rodeo. We're just along for the ride. You're not getting anything! Alright, here we go. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And he motions and his friends step out from around the... Outside of the bushes. And there's a, uh, on the same side, there's a little uh, goblin woman who's wearing, like, padded armor. And then behind the wagon, there's a tiefling woman who's wearing some padded armor as well. And a uh, tabaxi man is the other one back behind the wagon. I look at the goblin and yell, Hey! I thought I told you to run along. It's not the same goblin one. Oh, the mellow leg? No, it's definitely a different one. So, all right, now that you know the real score, which is it going to be? Uh, guys, do you think we could take them, or should we give them the stuff? We can give them the hammer. Just throw my cloak off. and. Okay. I'm really annoyed. Well, I'm pulling a, out my bow. Give him an arrow, then. All right, so what it is right now is you guys are... Three of you are on the cart. Kalman's down on the ground. So you've got the, the wagon that you guys are on. The orc is up straight in front of you in, on the road. And up with him was the goblin woman. 
She's basically stepped out so that the whole road is blocked in the front, and then in the back are the um, tabaxi and the tiefling. Okay. So that's basically what it looks like. We're probably going to be moving that stuff around. If we're going to... Anybody's going to pull out a weapon, we're going to roll initiative. Okay. 17. 17. Our DX is clearly higher. No way, really? Aye. With your stubby dwarf legs? Aye. Kalman's is 17. Orc is going to act first. Basically, he's going to pull out um, a crossbow, and he kind of steps back over toward where those shrubs are, tries to sort of use them for cover, and he fires a shot. And that's going to be at Kira. It's 19. So he shoots out with the crossbow and hits you for 11 damage. I just got this freaking kimono. And a bolt goes right through the kimono in your shoulder. Okay, Kalman is up next. Um, he's going to give catapult a try. He picks up one of the casks. Oh, not the cask! And launches it at the um, goblin. And it must make a dexterity saving throw. That's gonna fail. So Kalman bashes the goblin with one of the casks of wine. We're supposed to be saving those. Oh, my bad. And the goblin uh, takes 15 damage. And the wine splatters all over the place. And then, Kira, it's your turn. I'm going to aim for the orc. Okay. You'll be at, like, minus two with his cover. Okay. That would be a 24 minus two, so 22. Hit. That hits. Seven. Okay. I'm mad. (laughs) All right. So you stick an arrow... It makes it over the shrubs and sticks into his shoulder. <clears throat> okay, uh, Dern. Any of the uh, the people in the back, are they within range? They haven't been able to move yet. They're maybe 20 feet behind you. These guys are 25 feet in front of you. Uh, Thunder. Are they right next to each other? They're about 10 feet apart. So. Alright, uh, I'm going to rush the tiefling. And uh, Thunder Smite. Okay. 12, 17. That hits. And then, like, 19th, but yeah, it still hits. So, let's see. Weapon damage is 1. Okay. But uh, Thunder Smite's, what, 2d, 2d8, I think. 
2d6. It's another 6, so 7 damage total. And then the, the knockback. Okay. So she gets blasted back how far? 10 uh, feet? 10 feet. Okay. So now she's 30 feet away from the cart. Um, she's got like a cattle prod that she pulls out. Um, she charges back at you with it. Makes, Doesn't she get knocked prone? I don't know. Does it say that they're prone? Knock, I think it's a knock prone. Yeah. Uh, must do a strength saving throw or you push 10 feet and knock prone. Oh, so she has to make a save. Right. 17 against your spell save DC. I have an 11, so yeah, okay. she saves. So she rushes back with that cattle prod and takes a poke at you with it, basically. And that's going to be a miss. She then tries to take it and swing, like uh, just bludgeon with it, and crit misses. That thing goes flying off into the woods, and now she's unarmed. She's... Oh, um, <laughs> I meant... I'm not really with them, she Run says. Run now. Okay. <laughs> she turns around and runs. And you hear the orc go, Tamond! Come on! And then the tabaxi man is up. He's right next to Dern, still in the back where the uh, tiefling was. He's got very uh, gray fur, and he kind of looks at you, and he sighs, and he basically looks around on the ground and picks up a rock and tries to toss it at you about ten feet away. <clears throat> and that's a five. That's a miss. Okay, so it just goes sailing wide over top of you. Have you really thought this one through? No. Maybe you should run too, then. Roll an intimidation check. I'm proficient. So 17. Uh... Sorry, Erg. And off he goes, running it. Erg, what kind of a stupid name is Erg? Okay, it's back around to the orc. The goblin didn't go. Oh yeah, you're right. I'm keeping track. Good. Help <laughs> So the two to fight right now. The uh, thanks to who? Goblin's oh, got a King. big uh, <laughs> club, and it rushes up toward the wagon. And makes an attack at Kip. Which I also had forgot how to turn at that that point. It's been too long since we've had a fight. You need to go back to having a list on the side of the paper. Yeah. The goblin crit misses. <laughs> and smashes the mace into the wagon. And now one of the spikes is stuck. And the goblin can't pull it out. Now Kip is up. He's a druid, right? Yeah. Shillelagh, that goblin. Sort of. Shillelagh. Shillelagh? What's a shillelagh? It's a big magical club. Oh, okay. Yeah, he stands up and he goes, Nurture nature! And his staff grows an extra size and he takes a swing at the goblin with it. And he misses right over its head as he swings it around and the goblin's lower. Now it's back to the orc. And a grumble expletives at Kip. (laughs) <laughs> the orc actually makes an adjustment on the crossbow and you see him like load this thing into the top and he pulls it back and he takes a shot with it at you. 
That's uh, 14. <laughs> he deals 11 damage. And he cocks it back again. And that's a 23. Can I have a reactionary that's shot to throw something at him? damage. And he's got one more bolt in his oh little magazine. And that is a 22. I'm already unconscious. Oh, you are? Yeah. All right, so that one's... Six damage knocked me out. Okay, that one's going to... He's going to retarget then either Kalman or Kip, who are the ones who are nearby. So he shoots that at Kalman, and that hits for 10 damage. Ouch. Okay, Kira, make a death save. 15. Okay. Kalman um, is going to try to get between, like, you and the goblin and be near enough to Kip, hopefully, to get a sneak attack. So he attacks the goblin... And that's going to be a hit. <laughs> so he slices across him with his short sword and with the sneak attack does 19 damage. Alright. And that really cuts open a big portion of the goblin. Then Kip rears back with the uh, offhand short sword and hits as well. That time for 6 damage. And the goblin does not look uh, happy at this point. The, the, the goblin's unconscious at this point. So she falls down to the ground. Okay. Um, now it's to Dern. Uh, how far am I away from Kira? You are now uh, 25, 30 feet away. Okay, so I can just barely make it run up, lay on hands. Full, okay. The, for the full 15. Okay. Kira, you're back to 15. Thanks. And then I look over at the orc and mutter something about it being a smelly bastard. So those Don't guys have... He's not going to get the chance to run away. Run away. Kip, no, no. Kip is up not. again. <clears throat> Kip casts... Uh, he reaches over and touches you, Kira, and casts Bark Skin. Yes. Your AC goes up to 16. All right, now the orc is up again. And he sees that he had taken you down with those bolts and that you popped back up and that you have been healed by your friends. And he says, Have you had enough? You're going down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's going to try and run into the woods and use his 30 feet of movement to go off into the woods. Uh, it would be back around to Kalman next. What do you want me to do? Slow him down or stop him. Uh, I'll try to hit him with this rock. Aye, that works. He throws a magic stone in his direction. And crit misses. <laughs> and it just sails off and bounces off a tree. Kira. I'm casting a Zephyr Strike and Ensnaring Strike. I'm pissed at this dude. Can you do both of those? Okay, maybe not, but I'm doing Zephyr Strike. <laughs> okay. 
I'm picking six spells so from the warlock list. Like <laughs> casting. What does that mean? I move like the wind until the spell ends. My movement does not provoke opportunity attacks. Once before the spell ends, I give myself an advantage on one weapon attack roll on my turn. It deals an extra 1d8 force damage. Walking speed is increased by 30, so I am now moving twice as fast as I can reach him. You would be able to reach him. He's about 50 feet away. And I'm going to attack him with my short swords. Okay, are you going to use your advantage on your first attack? Mm-hmm. Okay. You're at advantage. That's he, he looks back over his shoulder, and as you get close to him, you see his nose is all busted up, and he's wearing, like, leather armor, and he's sort of slung his crossbow back around his back, um, and he's got a dagger in his belt, and he's like, How, 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 are you, how did you catch me? And, I rolled but, a 12 okay, on my good a attack. 12 uh, misses, so he slides out of the way of that. And my second attack, also a crack. Um, 22. That hits. 6 and 3. Okay. 9 damage. Mm-hmm. So you stab him in the back, basically, as he's trying to run away. Um, but he keeps... Uh, attempting to run. So now she would give him an attack of opportunity. Yeah. 17. That'll hit. Does this also get the Colossus Slayer or no? That would, because he's... Yeah. 13. Plus one. Okay. So he's still running. Dern, it's your turn. Uh. Could I have cast in Staring Strike when I did that too? Or no? Probably not. No, not on an opportunity say. attack. Okay. Use your reaction for that. There's no way I would catch them, is there? Because my movement speed is probably less than the orcs. Right. He's already 50-ish feet away and trying to get further. Yell curses and epithets at the orc and yell encouragement to Kira to freaking kill him. <laughs> and then I'm going to stay with the cart. Okay. Um, so he's moved on his turn now. <clears throat> Again. Uh, Wait, did Kip the, and Kalman get to go? They're just kind of hanging back. Okay. Um, we all have short, stubby legs. He's moved, uh, took the dash action there, and has now moved uh, 60 feet away. Into the cover of the trees. How long does your Zephyr thingy last? Just the one, one minute. Three? So that's pretty much the rest of the fight. I'm going to chase after him, because I'm mad. Okay. So you run 60 feet? Yep, catch up to him again. Okay. I rolled a 20. Not 20! Oh, oh! How does that work with two attacks? It would just be on your first one. You'd have to roll the. Okay. You roll your damage dice twice. 10. Plus your Colossus Slayer. Or plus. So that's 13. Plus 1. 14. 14. Okay. And then my other hand. 11. Okay, that misses. All right, all right. I I give up. What uh, what do you want? I'll give you whatever I've got. Take what I have. Should I kill him? Cause I'm pissed. At- You're like a hundred and twenty feet away from me. I don't think whispering is going to do it. <laughs> I'm not whispering to your character. I want to use the the horn of Tusk Tenai. <laughs> okay. This is the first time I get to use it. Yeah. And and whisper into it. Last, bring him back here. Get back to the wagon. All right, all right. I'll walk back to the wagon. So he starts walking in that direction. 
I just bought these robes. They're pretty, and now they're all bloody, and they've got gashes in it, and continue muttering. And well, they, they are they are pretty. This, I, fine. I'll just I'll walk to the wagon, just cool it. You got quite a temper. I'm a little feisty. Okay, so he walks back to the wagon very kind of sheepishly looking at your friends there and looking at it, the goblin uh, laying on the ground. He says, Can I attend to my friend? Will we encounter any more issues on the road uh, that you know of? This was my whole crew, okay? I mean, the, the goblin is my driver. Um, the, the old tabaxi guy, he, he was our navigator and he booked all our stuff and the, the the tiefling was we just hired her she she messes with the animals uh, th- this is the whole crew I'm, I'll use my medicine skill and tend to her all right um <clears throat> what I was gonna say let him go ahead and attend to her and then when he leans down hit him with the hammer okay <laughs> I you can attend to your friend okay so he's rolls a medicine check and stabilize. Now that the he's goblin. kneeled down. Okay. Natural twenty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so We're damage one, annoyed. five, damage two, four. So f- plus five, seven. So five, four, and seven. Sixteen. He's unconscious. Okay. 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 Now they're both freaking dead. Okay. <laughs> Conqueror Paladin. I don't mess around. My enemies will know that I mean business. Cut their pouches off. Technically, right now... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, money. (laughs) (laughs) That might be taking it a wee bit far less. Pouches? I'm looting. (laughs) He already said we could take everything. Let's do that. All right, so the orc has a crossbow and a dagger. Is the crossbow an upgrade for you over your bow? I don't know if I'm allowed to use it. So I can use I, I can actually use martial weapons. It's a um, it's a one d eight crossbow. My longbow's one d eight. Okay, so it's not an upgrade. And he had forty gold in okay. his pouch. Can I take the crossbow? Sure. Yes. I'm taking his. You're money. not proficient in it. I don't. Martial think. weapons. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. It's a mark. I got to see what weapon? what crossbow it is. Um, but you can definitely take it. You can still use it, even if you're not proficient. You yeah. just wouldn't get to add your bonus. I don't know if this is a legit crossbow that I took out of the book, or, but I have to decide which crossbow oh, it is. Martial ranged weapon. So, would that count? Technically, I had it as a 1d8, which is neither of those crossbows. <laughs> So I'd have to pick which one this... Uh, I guess it's a hand crossbow, which is actually 1d6. Oh no, it's here it is. Simple range le- weapons. Crossbow light. 1d8. So it's a simple ranged weapon. Nice. Yeah, I got that. Too. The goblin... How long does bark skin last? An hour. Okay, good. The goblin has the spiked club that's currently stuck in the wagon. Um, 
and she had just three gold. I'll let Kip have that. I'm gonna take his disguise. I'm taking his ammo too. Okay. So now I've got a other than the death blunderbuss or the one use spear, I actually have a ranged weapon. Okay. That's pretty much what they had. Okay. Works for me. Bloody messed up my robes. Are you killing them or just leaving them unconscious? The goblin's been stabilized. I'll stabilize him and kick him in the kidney. Oh, I was going to kill him and just leave the goblin. She's stabilized. She'll wake up eventually. Okay, I'm going to kick the orc. Okay. For spite. And then I'll smash his head in with the hammer. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, you've taken care of the the, uh, other... Union type wagon crew here. And you make it on to Moonglade. Thanks again for joining us on our adventures and being a part of our date night. We really appreciate you listening and spreading the word about the show to help us grow. Remember, subscribe, rate, review, follow us on social media at D8 Night Podcast, and most importantly, keep listening. <laughs>